Hi, everyone. This is Head Case. I'm here with Bella and Olivia Cohen. Hi, how's it going? They are the sisters and twins of the blog. Yeah, it's like a blog Instagram. Instagram. um, West Coast twins. Yes. So they're here from LA, which is amazing. They came on just for me. Just kidding, but (laughs) definitely a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, So you guys started. When did you start your blog? Um, Well, it's kind of a long story. So we started, our Instagram page sort of came about from a vegan standpoint. So Mm -hmm. we were basically, we went vegan about six, seven years ago. Started a food blog called thatveganlifedo.com, which is still a thing. We still blog. I was going to say the name changed. Yeah. And so it was That Vegan Life Dough Forever. It was this food account um, where we were basically just showing people that you can be vegan but not have to restrict yourself to like salad and tofu basically. Yeah. Because we, like, eat donuts and pizza and whatever. And then we kept posting stuff about our lives, like, our personal lives outside of food and personal photos. And that's what people wanted to keep seeing. So we kind of shifted it a little bit. And now it's West Coast Twins. So it sort of encompasses food. um, Wellness. Yeah, health and wellness. Um, People love twins. Yeah. (laughs) That's why we wanted twins in the name. And one's blonde, one's brunette. Yes. Even though we're identical. Yeah. But it was, like, an active conscious choice to try to have our own identity. Right. Because we're super different. Like, people really underestimate how different we are. Like, we are, like... Like, uh, we're like light speed away. Yeah. Like, really? we're super different. Even though we kind of seem similar. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys actually can tell you apart, too. Yeah. Aside from your hair. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. You do look like Sophie, though. A lot I know. Too. I, I get, get that. I get that I look like my little sister, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I feel like because I'm blonde, I'm kind of like the odd one out because, like, everyone else is brunette. Really yeah. yeah. But I guess because you're my twin, it's like, that's can't true. stray too far. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, exactly. You guys all look related. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Big <level>. time. <laughs> Good genes in the family. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah. So, um, when did you move to L.A.? We moved, like, five years ago, I think, mm-hmm. um, for USC to go to film school. But we always knew... We were going to live in L.A. since we were 13. And, like, oh, okay. nobody believed us. And we really? were like, nope, we're moving there. And then the second we got there, it felt like home. And it was, like, such a That's good amazing. feeling. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of like a calling. Like, yeah. we had never been to L.A. But when we were 12, we were, like, I mean, as much as I love Manhattan, it has a special place in my heart. We were just, like, we are meant to be in Los Angeles. Yeah. And we went there and kind of everything in my life kind of clicked together. And everything started to make sense. Yeah. And I kind of started to find myself there. So, Maybe we were Angelinos in a past life. I don't right, know. Right, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you guys are, and you live, your family lives in Greenwich. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from there, too. So. Oh, nice. yeah. cool. <laughs> um, so, you guys started this blog how long ago? We the started, blog or the Yeah, Instagram? the blog was uh, seven years ago, okay. actually. No. Six years ago. Yeah. Yeah, six years. The Instagram was actually no, around the No, I think the, the blog time. was five years ago. People ask us these questions. I don't think we really know the answer. We're really bad. Yeah. It's a, r- a rough – it's been a few years. It was yeah. senior, year of yeah. high, senior year of high school we started <laughs> yeah. the blog, and we're a year out of college. So oh, that's Someone cool, else though. can do the math. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I think it's cool that you shifted it, actually, thinking about it. Like, vegan – being a vegan is more common now than exactly. it probably was when you started it. So it's, it's good sure. to, like, move with – and yeah, there's also like something so and which most people don't know about unless they're part of the vegan community is like the vegan community is actually really judgmental and like kind of toxic. Yeah, really? kind of mean. They like cuz a lot of people go vegan stemming from eating like disordered eating. Oh, wow. So okay. they're very like not like fat phobic but they're very much 
I don't want to use the term orthorexic, but they don't like junk food. So like, yeah. and we they're were, like just super judgmental of anyone who like eats. They're kind of elitist too. Food. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were like. It just got to the point where we were like, there's no way to grow our channel and spread our message if the people in the community aren't, like, that supportive of it. Although some of the, like, biggest vegan Instagrammers and stuff, like, do follow us and have been very supportive. But in general, like, Mm -hmm. so we were like, there's no point. Like, we'd rather just kind of show people our life. And then through that, if they want to explore veganism because they like the way we portray it, that's different than just posting vegan food and having people tell us like you guys need to work out more right you know what i mean yeah you don't want to open the open the door to criticism yeah they're super but they're like elitist in other ways too like they really like pretty people they like skinny people they like tall people they like so weird it's it's really really, weird yeah they love aesthetics like they're very much not about realness yeah it's very they love fake shit and like me and my sister are the exact opposite. Yeah. Like, I don't have a fake phone, like, a fake bone in my body. So, yeah. I'm like, it's not worth it trying to keep up with that right. community. So, like, making the West Coast Twins account kind of makes it, like, our own brand instead of Yeah, it felt more this. like us. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. And maybe it's also just an L.A. thing, too, on top of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of these people aren't from L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're actually... Most people aren't from L.A., though, aren't they? Yeah. 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 No, but that I mean, too. like, they're, like, Australians. It's yeah. weird. Like, That's it's, really it's interesting. Just, it's just a vegan community thing. Yeah. It's like. Like, even if you read into it, like, a lot of vegans have either quit, like, stopped being vegan because of it, or they've just, like, excommunicated themselves from the community. It's weird. That is so interesting. It's really weird. This is, like, a documentary in the making. Yeah, no, no. They're, they're a bunch of freaks. It's, like, it's they're, a little... They're, like... I was gonna say... I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. Like a little culty. Yeah, yeah. you're allowed to curse. Okay, I was gonna say they're all fucked up. Yeah. There are some really good people in there. I just, I just didn't... We were just tired of, like, posting donuts and then, like people who weren't vegan loving it and then posting healthy food and people who were vegan loving it but the people who weren't vegan were like I don't want to follow a salad account yeah yeah it was like a whole thing and it's and it is different being like it it is different being like you're you're vegan and you're not allowed to like enjoy anything because you're vegan but you're also able to easily eat whatever yeah. Like you're you're doing it for a reason. It's not like some. It sounds to me like a lot of these people are doing it because they're trying to restrict themselves. Oh, for sure. Rather than like find alternatives, right? And and there the are food. like a lot of people that like speak out about it and like will be like, I used to be like this because of like my eating disorder, but now because I love animals, like it's shifted and things like that. Like there are people who will come out and like tell their story mm-hmm. but for the most part it's just a bunch of crazy people yeah. who like I don't want to call them crazy but like they're just they're very involved Passionate. in their own world yeah. yeah and they like don't understand that like I don't know that, they, that there's life outside of being a vegan yeah. like that's their identity that's and it's so like so bad yeah wow so how has living in LA been for you I mean I know you love LA but there is this whole stereotype of I mean, there's a stereotype in New York, too, of course, yeah. but there's a stereotype in L.A., especially, I mean, you studied film and all of that, right. and obviously, I'm assuming you're into acting and film and all yeah. and things, so there's those people who really will step on you to get whatever they want, and how has that worked itself out for you, um, or shown its light? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I love L.A. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like I've found a place to call home in L.A. and I have really great friends in L.A. But I mean, I, I don't know. I think there is like a stereotype of L.A., which is that everyone's like ditzy and has plastic surgery and is like social climbing and like there's 100 percent that. But 
it's not the type of people we surround ourselves with. Yeah. And even since we were younger, we've had a really good, like, bullshit, bullshit reader, sorry. Um, so it's easy to weed those people out if you have any common sense, especially if you're from New York yeah. where everyone's real. Like, you can you, yeah. you can sense real. So, yeah, like, we don't deal with it as much as maybe other people would. But in terms of being in the industry, yeah, it's, like, just full of sharks. Like, yeah. they like you're just a like in terms of being an actress or a writer, it's like you're a commodity. Yeah. And if you like don't look a certain way, if you're not writing a certain genre, like they will kind of just push you aside and go on to the next thing. Right. That makes yeah. Sense. It's funny. I feel like I. It's funny because everyone's like, if you live in LA, how do you not feel self conscious? And like I'm someone who like, I'll internally feel self conscious about things like pressures I put on myself, but I'm not somebody who gets really influenced by Others. my surroundings. That's just how I've always been. Yeah. But it's funny because I'm like, yeah, no, that stuff doesn't bother me. I don't feel self-conscious. Like, you know it's plastic surgery. You know these people, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then I'll hear myself being like, wow, I'm like a 2 out of 10. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And it's yeah. like I don't realize that, like, yeah. I've just been so heavily influenced that it feels normal. So it doesn't feel like I'm being influenced, right. if that makes sense. It's, it totally. It definitely skews the beauty perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're always making jokes that we're like twos in L.A. We're like anywhere else we'd be like I mean, uh, we always make jokes like, yeah, if we go to Ohio, we'd be like, sorry, I don't know. People in Ohio could be pretty. That wasn't like a, that wasn't a diss to Ohio, I swear. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just so, it's just such a different beauty standard. Right. It's like people tell me all the time, like, oh, you're thin. But I'm like, oh, I feel fat because everyone there is half my size. I mean, that's the same in New York, too. Yeah, I can imagine. Everyone's super, like, every model lives here. Right, exactly. So it's, you kind of get it on both sides, but there's just, like, a different vibe. And in terms of, like, the film industry, like, I feel like I've experienced this a lot. Like, just being, and this isn't every industry, honestly, but just being a woman has been really stressful. And, like, nobody believes me. Like, it's very much... Um, what's the word? Gaslighting. Yeah. Yep. Like, I go into every meeting, and it's always with men, and they never take me seriously because of my age, and I look way younger than I am, and I have the talent and the work ethic to prove that I'm supposed to be there, and I belong there. But it's the same thing every meeting, and it gets to the point where you're just so over-trying because it's, yeah. like, it's like, you a can't boy change. Club. Yeah, you can't it change really is, yeah. your gender. Like, I was texting my friend, and she was like, you need to, it seems like you need to come to terms with being a woman because the industry is not going to change for you. Yeah. And I was like, and then she was like, isn't that sad? You have to come to terms with your gender. And I was like, that's so annoying. And like, yeah, it shouldn't be that way. It's messed up, man. It really is. Yeah. But I mean, hopefully it's going to start changing soon with all of these, like the women's movement and everything. I hope so too. And there being so many more female directors and all of that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has a long way to go. Yeah. I think on the outside, Hollywood seems like it's growing and a lot more progressive than it actually is on the inside. I totally oh, yeah. can see that. It's like yeah. that 1% that yeah. doesn't oh, yeah. seem like that. And they blow it up. They're like, oh, like, um, Aquafina is creating a comedy show with an all-female writer's right. room, which is amazing, but it's like every single other show on TV is dominated right. by men. So it's like they're making it seem like there are all these waves in the industry, but they're not. They're yeah. like little, like, um, like splashes almost, right. you know? It's like they... They highlight the biggest oh, yeah. of what's like the only yeah thing that's going on. So like, like I like I've sorry. been in meetings where and like this guy's actually one of the few men who's actually given me a chance. So like this is not to make him sound bad because I'm very grateful for his help. But like I've been in meetings where they're like, your writing's good, but like you know there was this young guy who just came out of college and he wrote a college football film like that was similar to Wolf of Wall Street and he had everyone like clamoring for it and I, I remember I was like 
So you don't think it has anything to do with the fact that he's a man and he wrote a college football film yeah. about Wolf, that was like Wolf of Wall Street? And he's like, no, no, we want female writers, like, blah, blah, blah. And all of his examples were men. And I'm like, that's that's a hard pill for yeah. me to swallow because you're telling me you want female writers and that you want diversity. Yet every meeting I've gone into, it seems like to be the only thing. Yeah. That's held, like, do you want me back. to write about uh, a man? A man, yeah, football. Football. yeah. Yeah, because they don't relate to it. Like, right. they'll be like, they'll be like we've seen your story before. And I'm like, it's not that you've seen it before, it's that you don't care. Right. Whereas It doesn't seen, interest you to yeah, go watch it. 100%. Like, we've seen Boyhood before a million times. Yeah. Like, we've seen Wolf of Wall Street a million times. Like, we've seen Superbad a million times, but you don't see those scripts and say, we've seen this before. You say, oh my God, I love this. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Also, it's just a hard industry. It's also brutal. Yeah, it's hard for everyone, but it's definitely harder for the minorities. Even though, like, I don't know, women aren't a minority, but, you know, yeah. I mean... In the industry they are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you guys are twins. Yes. And I am very interested to know what it's like to be a twin and what... Stressful. I mean, you guys just said you're very different. We are. Well, so we always explain... (laughs) When things were really bad, we would explain it like a marriage where you couldn't get divorced. No, 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 it's right. a marriage on the brink of divorce where you can't get divorced. Right. But it's like on the good days, it's like best friend, sister for life, like someone who has my back. It's just a very like complex relationship. And like – Yeah, I don't think people understand the full extent of yeah. what it means. And every twin relationship is different, so yeah. I think we're just talking about ours. Right. Well – I think the difference with ours is that, like, most twins, especially identical twins, grow up best friends, loving each other, and they grow up pretty similar. Like, I don't know if you follow any other twin accounts or... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a couple of friends who are twins. Yeah, and most of them grow up kind of like each other's best friend, and that's, like, okay. Whereas, like, our parents didn't really understand what it meant to be twins, and they kind of saw it as, like, a a social hindrance. Mm -hmm. Like, everything... We were very shy growing up. So, like, us being shy, they'd be like, it's because you're twins. Like, if we didn't have boyfriends, they'd be like, it's because you're twins. So we resented the fact that we were twins for a lot of our life. And we hated the fact that we were twins and we tried so hard to be different, which is why I think we ended up so different because we've highlighted our differences and been like, okay, this thing, this is mine. This thing, that's yours. So we have a very different relationship where I think we struggle to kind of find the balance of how similar we were and kind of embracing that and also – trying really hard to understand each other's differences. I also think, though, that that, this is something I wished, looking back, is that I wish they wouldn't have emphasized one is the older twin and one is the younger twin because I really think that changed the dynamic in our relationship in a way that, as the younger twin, I think just... I don't know. Like, we're really not a different age. We're literally born 10 minutes apart. But it feels like that sometimes. Yeah, it feels like because they put that pressure on us. And I think, like... Looking back, I wish that they hadn't told us who was older Right, like one younger. shouldn't have to take care of the other necessarily. Or one shouldn't have to like, feel less. Like, right. anytime like, we're younger and they'd be like, you know, there's like five stuffed animals, we'll go oldest to youngest. Like, I was always after her. Like, little things like that, yeah. which like isn't a big deal, but I think in the grand scheme of things, changes a relationship a right. little Right, you don't want to have yeah. that competitive, weird edge yeah. that yeah, doesn't need to be there. Weird. And I also think another thing about being twins that people don't realize, and especially because this is a... Uh, a podcast about mental illness, like, mm-hmm. we each had struggles with mental illness growing yeah. up. And our parents were not super hands-on. Um, and we had to handle that for each other. And I think that was unfair of uh, of our yeah. family for us to put that on each other because it really did create it an really interesting relationship, relationship where we um, were each other's therapists, caretakers, mm-hmm. all these things. And so when people say, like, isn't it so fun to have 
a best constant best friends. It's like yes, but we're also always watching out for Worrying each other, about each other. Yeah, in a way that makes their in a way that makes it sometimes not fun and sometimes hard and it's scary. It's like draining and it can yeah. be. And yeah. you're the same age too, so you're growing up together. Right? You yeah, don't we don't know, know what we're doing. What yeah, you don't know if the advice you're giving is even is the work. right advice. Yeah. And like there were a lot of times because I struggled with depression for a really long time where I'd be like on the brink of suicide and like the only person there would be her. And then like. At the time, it was like I was just thankful she was there. But as I got older, I realized that like I I can't imagine what it's like to grow up with that pressure of being the only one who can stop your sister from doing something like that. And vice versa. Like I feel like I felt like a lot of the times like this isn't fair. Why is no one helping me help her? But at the same time, it's like I have to put myself in her shoes and it's like. Imagine if that was me. Imagine if I was the one that needed the help yeah. and no one was helping me except my sister. But right. on a brighter side, <laughs> it is really fun. I love being a twin. Um, we're like partners in crime. Yeah. We really are. We're also like, business we're partners. We're business partners, which took us a while to figure out, but we, we got you there. got there. And, yeah, I think going through life with someone, like, my life is so fun. Like, even with all the ups and downs, it, I think there's something so special. It's like when, you, like, if you... Or doing something, if you take a trip with a best friend or if you just get a new boyfriend, those memories stick out more to you because you're sharing them with someone. Mm -hmm. And, like, my whole life has been shared with someone. So it's, like, we'll sit, like, whenever we're together, we'll talk about things we used to do or we'll plan fun things. And I just feel like my life has been so much richer because I haven't been alone. Right. You always have have someone to reminisce with. Yeah. Yeah. We have the same sense of humor, which is nice. She, You know what's funny is she laughs at a lot of my jokes, so I tend to think I'm funnier than I am. And then in in public settings, I'll say the same joke. No one will. You're yeah. like, oh. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like really not that funny. Um, <laughs> your, biggest, yeah. your biggest fan. Yeah, yeah, she's right here. Yeah. But it's nice because like she listens to me like go on and on about like my career and things like that, which I'm actually trying to get better at not talking at people. But like, you know, it's nice to have someone to bounce ideas off yeah. of. Like just always having totally. somebody there. Yeah. I can imagine. I can she's really... like the Jordan to my Kylie without the cheating. Yeah. You know? Hey, you don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's really cool. Yeah. That's a really cool it's bond. A, it's really complex and dynamic and a lot of people don't get it, but I wouldn't trade it for anything Yeah. In the world. Yeah. yeah. Like it's definitely, it's really confusing to explain. And also because we share friends. So anytime like she does something that bothers me, I'll go to my friends and my friends won't want to pick sides. And you're like, I right. just need someone to listen to yeah like, so do you guys see therapists we both yeah. different therapists well, obviously. I started, yeah. so i started seeing a therapist about um two years ago okay. after i first got diagnosed with depression and i kept bug- bugging bella i was like dude you need to see a therapist it's life-changing and she was like that's a you thing i don't yeah, need well, to deal we, with okay. that side note we also were forced to go to therapy when we were kids so we had a really mm. bad idea of what relationship therapy with was. therapy it's so yeah. funny so, how that happens like, right it'll put a bad taste in your mouth and you'll never want to go again. you just don't want to go and i think like she was like i saw that she needed it at the moment and i guess for me which i was dealing with really bad anxiety that summer i just didn't realize it so like i was like well, you need it. I don't need it. So why would I go yeah. through that trauma of finding a therapist? But right. now she loves her therapist and can't stop talking about her. So yeah. you're welcome. Okay. I actually don't know how I feel about it. Okay, okay. This is a story for another time. I got I got dumped by my ex-therapist. She did get dumped. Really? It's a really long story. I, I actually got – I had like a stint of depression after I graduated. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. Uh, Post-grad. Post-grad depression. Yeah. yeah it's it is, real. It's a real and thing. And yeah. I was seeing a therapist and I was looking for a psychiatrist and my therapist was like weirdly paranoid and thought I was going behind her back. That's she was sounds, crazy. That sounds like um, – She was psycho. Yeah. It sounds like she doesn't 
doesn't. Not professional. It's not professional at yeah, all. Yeah, so she kicked me out, and I was, like, shook. I was shook. <laughs> I went around funny. telling everybody that day. I was like, dudes, my therapist just dumped me. Um, we both went through a breakup at the I same time. I mean, that's time. weird. Yeah. I it can't... was super weird. That's really unprofessional. She was like... super unprofessional. And I was like, you know everything I've been through. You just dumped me like that? I was yeah. never a fan of her, let me just say. She was yeah. kind of a bitch, but yeah. she had some good <laughs> advice. I got some good advice yeah. from her, but she was kind of a bitch. I feel like I, I feel like I find myself in a lot of positions with women who give me good advice but are also assholes, and I think it's a habit I need to break. Yeah, giving people slack. That's a side note. But yeah. anyway, she dumped me. Yeah, and that then, took a turn. Yeah, <laughs> and then I found a new therapist, and I really like her, but I also feel like she's not as like honest as the other one. But then the other one was too honest. It's about like it one. is like a trial and error thing. Yeah. Well, for me, it was like so I had gone through this breakup for a sophomore year of college Mm -hmm. and I had always had issues growing up like shit ton of issues like I had an eating disorder start when I was like 10 like Mm -hmm. built into anxiety whatever like all the shit I was hiding under the rug got broken up with it all came to the surface and like ended up getting depression and like not knowing what to do with my life and I met with this one therapist in LA and she said something really funny about my ex and I was just like yeah she's the one and she's been my rock for like the past two years like that's amazing she just gets me in like yeah. a way that like sometimes bella doesn't even get me um so yeah it is a trial and error but once you find the one that like sticks it's, it's like so nice it's all about it's weird you're right that it is saying the right thing like, yeah once they just say something you're like oh yeah exactly okay. yeah it's all about like um taking your um subjective thoughts and turning them to be objective which is something that like someone like me who takes everything very personally and spins everything very negatively I need it's kind of like my soundboard like I'll be like this person said this and I interpret it as this and she'd be like okay well also could you see I would be interpreted like that and I'll be like you're so right yeah you know helps put yourself in someone else's shoes and be like mindful of someone else yeah which is really hard to do so hard they really help everyone communicate better yeah I, that's why if one. you can afford one yeah you yeah, should get one totally. people there's such a not like a, i don't want to say stigma but everyone like no i don't need it i have my friends Definitely and my mom yeah, yeah and i'm like dude i'm telling you like my therapist like changed my life right it for, probably like, saved your life yeah exactly no she has yeah. like really so in diving into mental illnesses mm-hmm. and all of that first i'll start with my question of do you ever – I mean, this is kind of a stupid question. Do you ever feel, feed off of each other's emotions because you're twins? Like, that um, close? Definitely all the time. I was telling her this the other day because we, we have different relationships with each other. Her relationship mm-hmm. with me is very different than my relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to the whole, like, how we've had to deal with each other's mental illnesses or whatever, like, my anxiety and, like, her depression and things like that. Like, I was telling her the other day, like, I have a hard time – being around her sometimes because I'm always so worried all the time. You suck. But like, I just love the yeah. beginning of that sentence. But like you've heard this before. This isn't no, I know. Real. It just sounded um, funny. But like a hard time being around her because I'm so conscious of her emotional changes. And so I'm always hyper aware of when she's upset or when she's, you know, uncomfortable right. or offended or something like that. And I can tell when like certain things my friends say make her feel a certain way and like I feel like even though this isn't the case because she is a therapist and she has her other friends that she goes to, she doesn't tell me everything like we used to and we don't have to take care of each other the same way as we used to. But it's like that still feeling of like I if she's upset, I need to fix this. And right. Like, I need, yeah. So I think in that way it is tough because sometimes it does make it hard to just be in the even in the same room. Yeah. Because I, I mean feel you do go into like 
protective mode. Yeah. For anyone who you're close with, a yep. sibling, Friends, no less, like your yep. twin. Exactly. And you're the one like who is there through everything you can sense when things are off. A hundred percent. And I know I like she was saying the other day, which you can go into more because I don't want to speak for you, but like how like sometimes these meetings I go to really work me up and Mm -hmm. make me angry and I end up telling her all these things and trying to make her understand what I've been through and she's like, stop putting your anger on me. Like, I don't need this. Yeah. Misplaced anger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely... And I also think it's maybe it's a biological thing because we were in the womb together for nine months. I don't know oh. yeah. for however long, but um, <laughs> I know so gross. But um, <laughs> so like it, I think there is something about each other that either we're both very perceptive and mm-hmm. sensitive people, but we pick up on each other's energies really quickly. So if she's angry, it put, it'll put me in like the worst mood ever. Even if yeah. she's not angry at me, even if yeah. she's ta- talking about a meeting and she's like, "This industry sucks," and I don't want to be a writer. Just that anger, I start to feel it, and it makes it like uncomfortable yeah. for me. And like when I'm sad, she starts to feel sad because she feels sad for me. And like, right. you know, so it, it is like a fine line between sharing with your twin, but also not transferring. Yeah, those uh, emotions. Emotions, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of in any relationship. Like, right. you're yeah. married or something. Or, like, so yeah. True. the same thing. It's like you want to so share true. what you're going through, but it's you don't want to, like... Put it on them. Yeah. Right, which is yeah. why therapy is so great. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So how is that, like, how has it been dating with a um, twin and all of that? I... Well, <laughs> well I, I mean... She, I don't know what you, that was about. It was about me. It wasn't okay. About you. No, I wasn't sure because for you me, go first, it's go second. <laughs> I mean, I've had my own issues with dating that have nothing to do with being a twin. But in terms of being a twin affecting my dating, it 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 doesn't. Mm-hmm. At least in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. I just got out of a relationship, so you can say what you want about that. But like, obviously, if she didn't like my boyfriend, I wouldn't date him. Right. If he was mean to her or anything, I would obviously talk to talk to him or talk to her about it. Like. Like, I need her seal of approval first, but in terms of, like, I mean, I guess there was a transition period for her when I started dating my ex. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, because it was, like, I finally found, I had another person that I went to for everything, and it wasn't her as much. So I'm sure that was a bit isolating or lonely at times, because you, the times I usually spent with you, I spent with him. Well, also, I feel like it had a lot to do with, I think, and I don't want to, like, say this without actually knowing it's true, but I kind of think it is true. Like, post-grad, I think, hit me first out of all my friends. And, like, mm-hmm. that post-grad depression, that post-grad low hit me really hard. And that was when she started her first relationship. Right. So, like, so I, I kind of skipped that point because I was on the high well, of... You, you didn't have, like, a... Yeah. A low, you yeah. didn't have the low. You just... And I was already on antidepressants, so... Yeah. yeah. You were on, like, a high when I was on a deep low. And yeah. I... It was less about, like, being jealous that she had a boyfriend and things like that. Um, although I'm sure that played parts in right. it. When you're depressed, everything is, like, about you and, like, right. whatever. But um, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that she couldn't relate to my post-grad pain, yeah. pain. And none of my friends could. And I, and she's usually the one that gets right. me. You felt alone. And, yeah. And then you're also in this relationship where you are – you have to actively be a part of the, your relationship. Right. So you can't, like, just be, like, at all times, oh, I just have to – I'm focusing over here. There's my right. other relationship over right. here. Exactly. And, like, there were times where Bella would, because of obviously depression has a mind of its own, like, she would not want to talk to me or yeah. my ex. And then my ex would take it personally and be like, I don't know what to do. Like, your family doesn't like me. And I'm like, well, it was just her at and the, no, but the I re- time. But I remember, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't, because it was my first time with depression. Like, I've never, 
anxiety has always been something I've struggled with, but depression yeah. has never been something I've struggled with. And so, like, I didn't even know why I was doing the things I was doing when I was doing that. Right. Like, yeah. when I, like, couldn't even look her and her boyfriend in the eye at one time, like, for an entire day. Yeah. yeah. So definitely... And it was because of a fight I had had with the guy I was dating. But I, I guess it reflected, like, their relationship was going good yeah. and wasn't. And so, I made yeah. them feel like shit. And I still feel really bad about no, it. It's fine. But I know you're not mad at me about it anymore. But, like, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, like, I own up to it because it's, like, that happened. But, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, definitely, like, put a strain on my relationship, but not to the point where, I, like, any of the any of the problems it had were caused by her. Like, right. they, they were separate outside of the twin. Like, it was just issues that I right. had on my own. So, I mean, it, like, obviously made things uncomfortable for a bit, but it wasn't, like, I knew she was going through stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting how when you're in it and in that depression, I've been there, too, yeah. with both depression and anxiety, yeah. you literally, it's like nothing yeah. anyone says it's will change, change your, mind. your mind or your mood or anything. Yep. Well, it's so scary because I had been dealing with her, her having depression and never understood it. Like, I was yeah. always like, you're not fat. Like, you're not, like, why don't you just be, ha- like, come on, just yeah. come out. And then Snap it's like. Snap out of it. It's like a it's thing. Everyone impossible. just thinks it's super easy. It's crazy impossible. Yeah, because when I first got diagnosed with depression, well, I wasn't even diagnosed with depression. Mm-hmm. How it happened was I got dumped by this guy, fu- fucking weirdo. And when I look back, I'm like, why did I yeah. even talk to this guy? That's but, always the case. Exactly. <laughs> but it was, like, the first guy that ever liked me because I was a big loser all through high school. And, like, I went to college. I kind of blossomed. And this guy liked me. And I was like, oh, my God, I am found my Prince Charming. Everything's right. perfect. Whatever. And then he dumped me. It was fine. Whatever. I mean, it wasn't. But it's yeah. fine now. <laughs> and, um... And, yeah, and the sadness kind of set in, and everyone kept saying, like, no, it's just uh, heartbreak. It's your first love, even though I did not love him, but you'll get over it. And it got to the point where I – I was I was the only one that was not That like noticed that. it. Like, I lost, like – I was down to, like, 98 pounds because I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I lost, like – and that's the thing is I, – I mean, I wrote a script about this and everything, but yeah. on how – what people don't tell you about depression. I know it's different for everyone, but – People people don't see their personality as something that can be lost. Yeah. And it's something that I – it was the first time in my life where I felt like a body without a soul. And it's weird. And I'm sure you understand. Yeah. To some degree you understand too. But it was hard because I feel like I talk about mental health all the time now. And all my friends do too and so does my sister. But at the time it was a little more taboo. Like no one was really talking about it. And so I've, I don't know. It was weird. Like I just had never – felt so empty in my entire life and it's hard to put that into words yeah. but yeah and um everyone told me don't go on antidepressants because again there's a stigma around that for yeah. some reason um it was just a really difficult time in my life no, I almost lost like a lot of my friends I had a really difficult relationship with her but there was like nothing I could do because I yeah. didn't know what was going on and I just remember like staring at walls for like hours sleeping as much as I could crying yeah like i would cry in public like it was really oh my god i went through that too yeah you cry and you just like can't help it yeah it's like even like it's frustrating and i feel like for you but i would tell people like something's wrong with like i call her Oli, like not because she was my olivia but i was like something's wrong with Oli. like is anyone like gonna do anything and people would be like she's fine it's just a breakup and i was like i live with her i don't think that's the case yeah and it was like the it's just again like sometimes those things like a breakup or whatever is just a trigger for other things that are coming Mm -hmm. so for me it was like i had a concussion that triggered all of the things at once but they were already there right was it the concussion itself or just like being homesick 
It was the concussion and the symptoms that came from the concussion. It was just, it's common, I guess, with concussions. You can really get bad anxiety and depression, but it just sort of unleashed this whole, like like, the floodgates were open and it was like mental illnesses flowing out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that that was the thing is I was on this high freshman, sophomore year of college because I went on Accutane. I started wearing my hair down. I had lost some weight and I thought like, I'm happy now. Like, I don't know why I hated myself so much growing up. Everything's fine, and then it wasn't until then where all of these things came back, yeah. and they came back like with a vengeance. Like I was, I can say I, I don't remember like nine months of my life, yeah, just because I was not me for nine months. And you feel like the lights are off because I had the, yeah. I had my the post grad depression kind so of thing. Bad. I had that, and that's what I like. I hadn't realized I had it so yeah. badly until this concussion, which was oh, like wow. a couple of years later. So I was like. Wow, I was asleep for the last like three years. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, it's so crazy. It's like, it's like no one feels like a it. hazy dream. You're just like, yeah, I don't know. And I don't think people understand how difficult it is not not to play the victim. There are right. harder things that people deal with, but like, it is one of those things that if you have not gone through depression, you just simply cannot understand it. Right, you can't sympathize with it. Like you don't get it unless you've gone through. My it. My depression yeah. felt differently than that, and I think it's because I only had what I would assume is depression for only three months and I never had to go on meds for yeah, it. Yeah, and so there's a different, different there's a difference between depression that's induced by like a like a factor in your life. Yeah. Like being dumped and being depressed because of that. Or right. like losing a loved one or or right. something bad happening that makes you sad. Right. But right. Being sad for no reason and like even if and then you get to the bottom of it, like you think it's a breakup at first, but you realize it's yeah. not. Yeah. Because it's Because I was only with the guy beyond. for three weeks. Right. Like, it was like, this is much more it's about. deeper. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like my depression, then I only had it for three months. And I know, like, it sounds like, like a cop out to be like, I had depression when it was only for three months and I'm not on meds for it. So, like, I know I don't like to say, like, I have depression or, like, I, I experienced right. it for a very short amount of time. Um, but, like, mine came out more as just, like, intense self-hatred. And, like, yeah, everyone hates themselves, like, whatever. But, like, anyone who knows me knows I'm, I'm not like that. Like, yeah. I, I have, like, an inherent self-confidence that I feel like I've always had my entire life. And, like, it was one of those, like, I just believed my life was worth and, worse than everybody else's. Yeah. And I remember I was telling my grandma, like, my life sucks because my grandma's my best friend. That's why Aww, I was telling she her. Is. And she was, She's like, so she was, like it so doesn't cute. suck. And I was, like, no, no, you don't get it. Like, it sucks. And yeah. now I look back and I'm, like... I literally sounded like a crazy person. Yeah. But, yeah, that's how mine I mean, you itself. guys are from Greenwich and, like, yeah. it's a wealthy town. So yeah. do you ever feel, like, that guilt in not appreciating? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what everyone would yeah. tell me. They would say, open your eyes. You have everything anyone could ever want. And I'm like, I can acknowledge that on a logical level. But yeah. on an emotional level, like, my brain's yeah. not – it doesn't work that way. Like, I just couldn't. Like, I was like, I just want to die. Like, yeah. that was the only thing on my mind. And it was tough because people were looking at me like – like, I was just being, like, mopey. And I'm right, like, like, selfish yeah. and, like, mopey yeah. and selfish, all that. Yeah. yeah, selfish is a good word for mental illness because it, it really does seem selfish on yeah. the outside. And I only understood it when I went through yeah. it. Yeah, and in a way it is selfish, but, yeah. like, it's not like a... But it's a matter of life and death. You have right. to be there for yourself. It's not a controlled yeah. thing either. It's yeah. not like you want to be thinking about all the reasons why you hate yourself. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love to think about someone else for a, yeah. Minute, yeah. a minute. So true. That's really in- interesting. So has anyone in your family other than you guys, like, suffered from anything that you – is, like, is it genetic necessarily or do you just mm-hmm. not know because it's not really – I think anxiety is 
genetic. I, me and my older sister, and I don't want to call her out, but she definitely has bad anxiety. <laughs> I, so I just called her out. Yeah. But I, so she, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that, who knows her. But like, yeah. I struggle more with anxiety, and I actually know my mom. Does our dad? Yeah, they're both on meds for anxiety, but mm-hmm. I know Super common. the anxiety yeah. is very much well, runs in our family. Yeah. Our older, her half sister is bipolar. Okay. Okay. And I grew up very sensitive. I cried a lot. I had like eating issues. So my mom always thought I'd grow up bipolar. Interesting. And so that's why she was always putting me in therapy. Yeah. And making me take all these surveys and. I don't know. She just thought I was going to be the bipolar one. Yeah. So she made it like every time I showed any any type of emotion, she would see it as like, I told you if there's something fucked up like with you, right. therapy, go to yeah. me- go get meds, which I never turned out to be bipolar. Right. And I think it's probably a little too late for that anyway, based on my age. But um, yeah, that was weird. Just And again, my, my older sister, half sister who has bipolar, is great. She's has it all under control. But I think... It was weird for me growing up with that kind of shadow over me of like, right. yeah. see that, that's a sign you're bipolar, that's a sign and you're bipolar. And then you're like self-diagnosing yeah. and you're like, oh God, if I if you even like show an emotion, are you allowed to have an emotion exactly. without being like pinned as this illness? And, and, she and got I got it more than I did, mm-hmm. which well, yeah, is interesting it, being twins. I think yeah. that's what made it so hard for me to go to therapy again as an adult, go on meds and get depression because to me it felt like, shit, my mom was right. I did have a problem this yeah. whole time. Like, I didn't want her to be right. Yeah. Whereas at the end of the day, like, I had... It wasn't about her being right. I needed help. Yeah. But, like... And you're, it's okay to be, like, an empathetic person and yeah. not be mentally ill. Right. Yeah. And I was just, yeah. like, I need help, but that doesn't mean that, like, my mom was right this whole time. Right. Because, yeah. like, I didn't end up being bipolar. I ended up with a few other issues, but... Right. Um, also, but she has issues, so... Yeah. Well, and that's the other Everyone thing. does. Yeah. That's yeah. the like, thing. It's not fair to point fingers right. Right. Like, like, literally everyone has issues. So. Yeah. It's, it's just some people are more open. Yeah. Some I think people. it's funny to think about everyone having... Not, like, funny. It's everyone, so mean. Everyone thinks but, they're a doctor. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And just, like, everyone, it's, like, you know, and people are, like, oh, that, like, everyone else is, like, on Instagram, their lives must seem cool. And I'm, like, dude, you have problems. The person next to you has problems. Like, you know everyone has problems. Everyone has... Assuming what do they call it? Skeletons in the closet? Is that what they call them? I don't know. It yeah. sounds like secrets. But yeah, and they present ev- they present their lives on Instagram on like a silver platter. So it's different. Like, yeah. You don't know what happens behind closed doors. Like our birthday was a freaking disaster, and I won't go into why, uh. but it was a huge disaster, and nobody would know yeah. of her Instagram. Yeah. Nobody would know, but it was one of the – maybe one of the worst birthdays ever. Really? Yeah. Yeah. When is your birthday? On it's the February 14th. 14th. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, we had, like, fun parts, but there was a lot of dramatic parts in that day. And I think just birthdays bring that up for people. But it's oh, just, I hate my birthday. It's, and it was I like birthdays. They suck. <laughs> There's so much What are you celebrating them. exactly? Right? It's like, I'm alive. Yeah. Wonderful. I know. Um, like, <laughs> but, like, another thing from what you're saying, does it run in the family? Mm-hmm. Something that's interesting is my mom had an eating disorder growing up mm-hmm. and was anorexic. And the, the way she stopped being anorexic was actually her doctor, when she was pregnant with Sophie, or older sister, yeah. was like, you're not going to have this kid if you don't start eating more. Yeah. So Life she, or death. Yeah, exactly. So she ended up dealing with that. And out of all the kids, out of all five kids she had, I was the only one that inherited that, I guess. Interesting. Which is why I ended up – I like. it's interesting because most people um, – and they're like, I got an eating disorder because I was in college and, like, I wasn't working out as much as I did in high school. Yeah. Like, all the stuff. Like, I, I developed mine when I was 10. Like, I was still yeah. – I was a fifth grade, I think. That's the thing is that's a whole other, yeah. like, 
illness and area yeah. that people easily jump to. Everyone struggles with body issues right. and yeah. body image issues and things. Right. And, like, not everyone has these, like, literal symptoms and actually actively do not eat at right. such a young age where like exactly when i was 10 like i couldn't even fathom not eating like a burger yeah no i would eat like i would go to like school and i'd bring like a rice cracker for lunch yeah. and like and that's i think one of that was one of the major rifts between the two of us um because we started to look different because i had lost so much weight and she hadn't so now she, no no when we were younger I don't remember. Remember, I was, like, skinnier than you for, like, a good two years, and then I... But I don't remember ever caring. Well, yeah, because you were, like, ten. I was the only one that cared. Got it. And I think there was also... (laughs) I was like, I don't remember. (laughs) Whatever. telling this to Bella the other day, like, our family is Jewish and Puerto Rican, so, like, we naturally have bigger hips and curves and whatever. And And food is prominent in the family. Yeah, it's huge. Our family is, like, all we do is eat. And there was a large part of me that was so embarrassed about that and yeah. I remember it's actually kind of funny but we went to this Catholic all-girls school and they made us take ballet it was yeah. part of the curriculum I don't know why but um everyone had to wear leotards and I hated the fact that my thighs touched and this was I was 10 yeah all these like white skinny rich like pure American girls yeah big thigh gap and I was just like I cannot wear a leotard like I hate my body so much so I actually like went to the principal and like gave her a proposal and was like can I wear gym shorts and she was like no you can't that's not part of the curriculum and I wouldn't stop going to her until she like let me do it wow good for you yeah so it was like kind of like my first stint in like advocacy but it was also like a blaring sign that I was already having like all this body dysmorphia at such a young age yeah super young age yeah that's fascinating I can't imagine I mean I think, I, I maybe it's because like, did you go to all girls school or all boys? All girls maybe. until we were eleven. Okay, yeah. And yeah. then we moved to. Because I know when boys start getting in the mix of things, oh, even yeah. when you're ten, that's can start making you look yeah. at yourself differently. I don't even know if it had anything to do with guys. To no, be honest, I think not. it was just my mom has a very strong personality, and I wanted something to control, and it was something that she couldn't really control yeah. herself, and I kind of took took it upon myself to be like, look, here's something you can't Yeah, I think that also reflected something in her because she probably recognized the signs because she had one. Well, well, that's the thing is she would get so on my ass about it. Even when I was younger, she would send me to therapists again, which is why I started to resent therapists. And then I was so sick and tired of her looking at me not eating that I would do the opposite. And I started eating a lot in front of her, and then I ended up gaining a lot of weight. And puberty hit at the same time. I ended up gaining – I was like, uh, for our height – this is a fine weight for most heights, but not our height because we're only 4'11". Like, I ended up being 130 pounds and being, like, close to overweight in efforts to kind of prove to her that I wasn't. Right. That I didn't have this thing, but it then it – Which is still an eating disorder in itself. Exactly. Like, yeah. And then, and then all through high school, we, like, were, like, not cute. <laughs> and, like, That's we'd an acne. <laughs> we'd acne. Our hair was a mess. Like, we, no one was cute yeah, in high school. No, but, like, yeah. we were – like, I'll show you photos after. Like, <laughs> heinous, central, Truly. fugly town. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and then um, and then after I went to college, we ended up naturally losing weight from being vegan, vegetarian. Well, like, no, in high school, I remember you were, like, let's lose weight. And I was, like – and I told her, I was, like, but we're not fat. And she was, like, you're a dumbass. We're both fat. And I was, like <laughs> – Dude, yeah. you're so right. And then like, wow. Yeah, like, she told me I wasn't fat I'm when woke. I was at my now fattest. She never believes and me. I will never believe her when I say, Do I look fat in this? She says no. I'm okay, like, but also you like, like I, I didn't think I was fat either. And we weren't like fat, but we were just like, yeah. we were like a BMI was like 
overweight. Okay. You never know until you lose the weight. Then yeah. you're like, what? So I'm telling you. But we did see... it like a healthy way. I remember. Like, yeah, we, we did. We worked out. Because I went never vegan. had an eating disorder. So like starving ourselves was never part of that. Yeah. yeah. So. But then, yeah, and then I went through, and the worst part is then I went through depression in college, lost a bunch of weight, and I have never been complimented more. I've never been hit on by guys more. Yeah. Like, people, like, I've never gotten more likes on Instagram. Like, it was s- such a horrible feeling because yeah. I knew I was, like, miserable, but, like, everyone, and it was tough because a, a lot of my insecurities come from guys. Like, yeah. most of my shit that I deal with comes from, like, being rejected by guys and whatever. And to have all these guys start hitting on me, looking that way, made it really hard for me to kind of turn things around, which I have now, thank God, but you know. I mean, that's just, it's it's weird because you can be, you can be totally like, you can even look like super skinny, even if you're like overweight, you can be like really thin and you think you're fat because you've like body dysmorphia. Right, exactly. But it's interesting because I I actually lost a lot of weight in college and was constantly um, accused of having an eating disorder. Wow. And I might have had a I, – I wouldn't say I had an eating disorder right. in the way that, like, in the traditional sense necessarily. Yeah. But I was, like, maybe a little too overly conscious. Like health conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I did worry about it a lot. It was more like bo- – it was more my body image that I was worried about right. rather than, like, food. Right. Um, but it – caused like a huge issue in my relationship really too. yeah because they weird. thought you had an yeah. issue and then i i like i spent a semester in new york so i went back to school and everyone was like holy shit you are so skinny and oh, wow. and, and it was just because they had known me but i had already started losing weight like before right. that and i just i just consciously made the effort to eat better and, yeah. and then it like I feel like you always lose a, too, a little bit too much right you realize like you need to gain weight yeah you back. gotta find the balance yeah yeah um but it's interesting it's you're like you're fat shamed or you're skinny shamed. Skinny shamed, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like I'm at a weight right now where like grand scheme, grand scheme of America, I'm probably considered skinny. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't like feel skinny unless you're underweight, yeah. right? Which That's is so the thing. It's so up. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I think now it's getting to be a little bit better that people are embracing embracing like maybe it's the whole health fitness kick that's Honestly, going maybe on maybe the kardashians had something to do with the curve maybe thing. it's like yes and no because then people are just getting plastic surgery. yeah then the, then there's a the whole argument about, but I, we've we've talked about how like i didn't like having a butt until the kardashians made it cool yeah yeah we were, we had butts growing up like like we would get made fun of all the time because you're from greenwich like these girls yeah, have these literally, girls are literally butts, yeah. bored None cardboard yeah, yeah. and we also hair. never had literally we never had Boobs, which was cool to have, and butts were not cool. Yeah. So it was like yeah. this weird, like we like, having don't big look hips, older, yeah. but we have giant hips and yeah. thighs and butt. When so. we were growing up, it was like stick thin was the coolest thing ever. Like yeah. thigh gap central, like like thinspo on Tumblr, or whatever. Like all, that aesthetic, like having a thigh gap was like the shit. And now if you have a thigh gap, everyone's like, "Where's your butt?" Like, yeah, we, we want to see like curves, you know. But so. it's like they want slim thick. Like they don't really right. want thick. Yeah. Slim thick, yeah. such a big thing right now. Yeah, yeah they really. That's the thing is like, especially at a young age when you mm-hmm. don't really understand your body and you're growing up around people who look right. differently than you, mm-hmm. then you're gonna like you're not going to realize like that's genetic. Like, yeah. You're not, unless you chop off your hip somehow, yeah. like mm-hmm. you're not going to, like you're always going to have hips. Like I exactly. remember like, ab- you know, there's Abercrombie and Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. Like, the, the highest size for 
kids in Abercrombie was 16 for jeans and I was 16 yeah. and nobody else was and I was like if I get any more weight I'm gonna have to shop across the way Abercrombie yeah. and Fitch across, and that is so embarrassing yeah. yeah it was like the most embarrassing thought I was like literally only loser shop yeah. there which like is fucked up but I never ended I, I think I just well, stopped shopping at Abercrombie that's yeah. why they did it because the head of Abercrombie is like we don't make our clothes past a certain size because we only want cool, cool people wearing them yeah he that so guy fucked was up. So really messed up. messed up yeah and he would only hire male models to I know. work yeah. for him oh creepy yeah. weirdo really big yeah. weirdo <laughs> um, I don't think he's the CEO anymore though. yeah no he not. definitely got like kicked off or whatever yeah it's funny well, the, br- like, the brand used to be like L.L. Bean yeah. and then yeah. it turned into that like Victoria, Victoria's Secret just went through the same thing where they were like we don't want trans women because it's not a fantasy and I'm like you guys know Victoria's Secret's going out of style like yeah. you guys are so out with like yeah. you guys are very 2010 yeah yeah yeah. and like they they had to get rid of their swim line for a while I think they're bringing it back now but yeah, they're a mess it's, that's the thing it's like yeah. limited to was like the big thing for, for us to wear that was like the cool brand oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Hannah Montana was my style inspo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I wanted best. to be her. Yeah. Um, but that's really interesting how, like, that comes into it. And it's, like, it's rare to find girls that young who suffer from. I know. I mean, it's probably pretty common, but it's rare in my eyes to see yeah. it. Like, I've never, I've not seen that as much. And in thinking about it, I think it's always, it's usually probably girls who just stand out and like look a little different and they're like forced into like Mm -hmm. actually seeing themselves in a different way because you're exposed to it right and like if you had if you'd grown up in puerto rico and gone to school there you would have been like well we're the thinnest ones here." yeah literally (laughs) no seriously yeah Yeah, we actually went because our friend was from puerto rico we actually got to go to like high like school with her for a day and i was like these people all look, like, more like me than the people I go to school yeah. with. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, like, I've never considered myself mixed race, but it's, like, in a way we are because, mm-hmm. like, we yeah, have we this are. curly, curly hair and these, like, we've had, like, butts and thighs since we were, like, literal, like, two-year-olds. So yeah. it's, like, in a way, I didn't realize I was struggling with a little bit of that. I'm not like really identity, feeling yeah. completely white but not feeling hispanic at all. Yeah. So it was kind of, like, a weird in-between. Yeah, and then, like, I think about that and then also being Jewish, which is, like, randomly throw that in yeah it's like what am i and like people used to always be like you guys are so ethnically ambiguous like people would guess our like where we were from like we've gotten like weird like we got like pakistani one time and i was like that's so random how'd you yeah but like weird things like that but i guess it does put you in a category where it's like when you're when you're checking off a box and you don't know what to check yeah Yeah. hispanic because that's going to help you but do you feel guilty but you are Spanish? yeah it's like this weird like, I understand Spanish, but I don't speak it. But I look Spanish. Identity and I Spanish, crisis. For sure. But it could help your acting career. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> if I knew how to speak Spanish, You can God. fit everything. Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. So you don't speak Spanish? So you never... Okay, you're... Spanish to me was like math in high school. Like, I could not figure it yeah. out for the life of me. I was good at Spanish. Yeah, you were good. I was good at Spanish. I was terrible. But I watched a Spanish movie with my grandma the other day, and I was like, dude, I have no idea what these people are yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, like, they speak zero. really, really fast. So quickly. So fast. The slang is different. I know. All of that. Yeah, I always struggled with learning languages. So and math, confusing. too, honestly. Yeah. It's like, dude, they're sort of like the same thing. No, they are. It's like ones with words no, and ones with good, numbers. I was good at Spanish. Hor- I got C's in high school in math. Like, I was that bad at Math. Yeah, it's Spanish, hard. I was good though. I was always told more women are bad at math because they're like afraid of it. Really? I was fine. I at was math. just fucking stupid. I was so dumb. So I school. went. So I went to boarding school and like 
I was so bad at math the whole time that I ended up taking like two science classes just oh, wow. to avoid taking another I, math that's class. I, I love sure. science. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, I feel like maybe people were bad at math and language like science. Yeah. And then senior year, I ended up taking an all girls math class and oh. like thrived. Oh, wow. wow. Which that's is really, really weird. Well, they've yeah. done studies about like the SAT, like if you have to mark or some, some test where if you have to mark if you're a girl or a boy then the girls end up doing worse. Yeah. Where you have to, like, point wow. out your gender. Because you're already, like, hyper It's like, why? Yeah. yeah. So it's weird, weird that you have to do that on an SAT. So just dumb. thinking about that. I know. I'm like, what? So What weird. do they need to do that for? Like, right? demographics. Yeah. So lame. It's really weird. Um, so, let me think here for a second. <laughs> so, you are... Still on antidepressants. I am, yeah. And how are those going for you? Like, do you ever have any side effects? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually funny. Yeah, well, I'm on antidepressants. So the first antidepressant I tried was Wellbutrin. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah. But it's it's like not even – it's like a fake – I hate to say it's like a fake antidepressant because it works for some people. But like 99% of the people it doesn't. It's almost like a placebo. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, again, with eating issues, I didn't want to be on an antidepressant that was going to make me gain weight. And then I was going to have to suffer with feeling insecure about that as well. Mm. So my two options were Wellbutrin and like Zoloft pretty much. And so I went on Wellbutrin and I ended up getting a really bad panic attack on it cause it's a stimulant and like I had coffee and the whole thing. I was like, I can't oh my do God. this. It was like yeah. inducing anxiety. Exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't even helping. So I went on Zoloft and I've been on that for... Two years now, I think. And the only side effect I get is, like, the worst sweating at night. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, I'll wake up and my entire bed will be drenched. Like, I have to change sometimes. I think I like, had the same exact issue when yeah. I was on it. No, it's yeah. really – it's a common side effect. And I – like, the other night I changed, like, three times. Like, my shirt was soaking. Yeah. Like, as if I had jumped in a shower. Like, yeah. it's crazy. That's really weird. And, like, part of me is, like, I feel like I should change this. But then the other part of me is, like, I don't want to go back to that place of depression right. it's in, scary while switching meds so i'm like i can deal with changing yeah. my t-shirt a few times sweat. what's a little sweat yeah exactly you know maybe unless the boys in the mix and you're yeah. like sorry well, what's weird is when i was with my ex anytime he was in the bed i wouldn't sweat like, you know what the same exact thing happens to me yeah, it's not i'm weird. not even i i i ha- there was a part where i still was sweating when right. i wasn't in, on antidepressant okay. so i don't know if it's just me maybe there's still like, a system maybe i don't know if or it might be other medicine I think it could also be a hormonal thing because yeah. it's worse on my period. But I don't sweat during the day. Yeah, and I no, don't it's sweat just during night. workouts. Yeah, it's literally I night literally sweats. sweat at night. No, it's so weird. Like yeah. I will wake like I yeah I like barely sweat and then I'll wake up literally like my bed. I will have to shower. Sometimes. No, same. Like there there'll be sweat running down my body. Yeah. like it's crazy. Yeah, it's such a weird side effect. But like most of the time, it's probably like a cleanse though. It's like, honestly <laughs> getting rid of all the negativity. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a workout in your sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's the same thing with me. I would never. Yeah. I never sweat when my boyfriend was in the yeah, bed. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's like your body knows or something. Yeah, but I'm like, but then why are you making me sweat when no one's right. here? Right, it's very weird. Love me. Come it's on. a weird thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Super weird, but yeah. So do you do you take any medicine for your anxiety at all? I didn't, but you know what's funny is I actually was telling this to my sister. I didn't realize that my anxiety wasn't just like, oh, that made me anxious. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that I have like at times really, really horrible anxiety. Like I remember one summer like I couldn't get out of bed and like yeah. because I was so scared to leave my apartment. Anytime I leave my apartment, I felt like I couldn't breathe and like I'd have to like I'd be like playing face whatever they call it where you like act normal but i'd have totally. to like, escape to the bathroom to like catch my breath and like i don't remember ever at that time being like hmm, this is weird this, yeah you should do something like i just 
suffered through it. And, like, I remember that entire summer, I just kept thinking everywhere I went, I was going to have a panic attack and stuff like that. And, like, like for some time, like, even – I'm a really good driver and I love driving, but the act of driving would make me feel like I couldn't escape and I'd sort of, like – What's the word when you're having a panic attack but everything kind of goes numb? Claustrophobia. Oh. Um. Shut down? I don't know. Like, my body would take over. Paralyzed? Driving. Yeah, but my brain would be kind of off, which is yeah. was kind of scary because, like, I'd have people in my car. And I'm you're on, like, autopilot. Yeah. Like, it felt like that and things like that. And, like, sometimes even just crossing the street would give me anxiety for some reason. Just the idea of it being, like, yeah. an open space and not having anywhere to really escape too freaked me out. And everybody, all my friends know I'm, like, mega mega hypochondriac like, yeah. yeah you are no 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 like all my friends make jokes about it cause like the littlest thing will freak me out we're playing my head like over and over yeah. and over and I'll think I'm always dying like seriously all my friends are like we get it I'm yeah like, no no like I think I'm dying all but the time but it's like an OCD thing maybe too I used to have yeah OCD you had OCD growing up And but I, even when I was a kid like people would make fun of me like I used to yeah. put my pinky on everything it was a weird thing yeah. but people would just make fun like my family would make fun of me, which is like, right. like yeah, it was funny but thinking time, back it's like messed up it's like up. please yeah. help me yeah and like I, but it's so far I've been able to get by just with coping mechanisms without medication. Yeah. That's I'm, amazing. Yeah. That's really hard to do. Which is why I really like my ex-therapist who dumped me, LOL. Um, <laughs> because well. she helped me with a lot of just giving me phrases that really helped me get through these like yeah. weird panic, panicky times. And I've really felt like I can – like when I was a kid and I had OCD, I'd have to go up the stairs a certain way. And one day I just just like, I don't want to live like this. Yeah. And I would just force myself to not do it until I just stopped doing it. Yeah. You're so, very strong, then you have a good, like, a good sense of willpower, too. Yeah, to I'd like that. to be patient with myself because I feel like it's really easy for me to fall back into old habits. And, like, even, like, before I was leaving, like, only, you know, there's a lot of times I'm like, oh, I need to go make sure my laptop isn't in a place where water could spill on it. Like, yeah. Go check this. Oh, let me go make sure my passport isn't, like, suddenly disappeared from the last time yeah. I saw it in its place, like, five times. Like, I have OCD still and, like, things like that. And like I do, too, with certain things. Like, if I lose something, I'm like, right. can't stop thinking about can't it. Can't stop thinking about it. Until I know where it is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> or I'll go buy another one. No, yeah. <laughs> like, I went I went to this doctor to get my to get a vitamin C IV, and she pulled the cap of the needle off with her mouth, and I was like, oh, my God, she licked the needle. Like, it's going in me. <laughs> yeah, and the all, amount of times I heard this nurse lick the my, needle. I would have freaked out. <laughs> and she didn't – the thing is, like, she didn't even lick the needle. Like, it was crazy, but all like, my friends – Like, this is the first time I'm hearing that she didn't actually lick the needle. Yeah, I made it seem like she did. Well, my the similar thing happened to me <laughs> when I went to the the ER. They like put they took your temperature and they're supposed to put that thing on oh it. Oh my god, they yeah, did. And she did. stuck it in my mouth for a second without it oh. on there, and I was like, I need to, I need oh to tetanus shot. Like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah. I just texted my Bella doctor. Bella would have fainted. I just texted my doctor the other day, and I was like, I think I have skin cancer. My aunt. Oh my had god, it. please. She help had like me. two bumps on her neck, and was like, I was like, I'm dying. I was like a spider bit. Yeah, me, like, I'm a little bit of a hypochondriac. Oh, I'm too, a I will huge. say, I'm really not. Yeah. I could have like a giant lump on my arm, and I'd be like, that's eh, probably. No, I've always been jealous of you. Like surgeries freak me the fuck out. Like everything freaks me out. But even, like, I'm definitely afraid of heights. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely afraid of, like, the ocean. Like, I have a – I would say, like, my anxiety is marked by a lot of fear. Well, it's, like, phobias. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is that, like, like I, as far as twins are concerned, she's afraid of heights and I, like, went skydiving, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's just, like, so different. But, like, yeah. So, like, I'm not on meds because so far I've actually been able to find coping mechanisms without it. But I'm super pro meds. Like I'm so open to trying meds. Mm-hmm. I just feel like every time I've ever had an instance, I've I've found a way to manage it. Right. And like if it gets to that point, then you'll. If it ever it gets then. to the yeah. point where I feel like I can't breathe when I'm out, yeah. that's I'm going on meds right, right. away. That's like me with when I 
the first time I had to actually take Xanax was oh, like you, I have oh, wow. Xanax. Yeah. yeah, my doctor and it's good Xanax. to have it as like mm-hmm. a safety. Yeah. Yep. But that's the thing is people don't use it as a safety enough yeah. where yeah. they use it <laughs> like, like every time they're like, right. Yeah. No, it's no, like I not preventative. It. Like people use it preventatively. Right. Which oh, is yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I've never even used it once because I'm also afraid of medication, like drugs. Yeah. Like that shit freaks me out. So like I'm scared of using a drug. Yeah. That you don't even right. like less scared. Yeah. yeah. You don't even like being drunk. I like being drunk. I just hate the taste of alcohol. That's separate. Oh, I kidding. do hate the taste of alcohol. I do love being yeah. drunk. Yeah. Have you? I mean, who doesn't like, being, yeah. like that feeling? <laughs> but, um, have you tried CBD or any of that stuff? I The thing about CBD and also coffee randomly is they make me feel very detached. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't like, like spacey. Spacey. I don't yeah. feel like, I feel like I'm looking at me looking at something instead yeah. of looking at it. So, I, I kind of stay away from stuff like that. But, yeah, my anxiety right now is very under control, and I feel very good about it. But I'm, I'm now that I'm more aware of. It seems like you're it, very hyper aware, truly, into yeah. it to a horrible extent. Yeah. Um, but I feel like now that I can honestly see it for what it is, like OCD, anxiety, like chronic anxiety, and not just like, oh, I'm just randomly having panic attacks this whole summer. Yeah. Like, and I remember. You remember when I was a kid and I randomly was dizzy that one time and they had to yeah. take me to a doctor because oh I kept God. telling people yeah. I was dizzy all the time. But yeah. it wasn't that I was actually dizzy. It was I was scared of that happening again so I would trick my mind right. into thinking it was happening. But I didn't realize that looking back yeah. that that was another so form of anxiety yeah. that no one really And that was knew. in sixth grade. Yeah, I was you young. Were like 12. My doctor was like, there's nothing wrong with her. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, but I swear like the room keeps spinning and like yeah. things like that that like I didn't realize until maybe even this year like I have an anxiety problem. It's weird how it can manifest itself. Into, the weirdest places weird because yeah. some people like throw up some yeah people faint, I've heard that. some yeah. people like cry yep. like it's and depression and anxiety are so closely tied together so Super. Well, i think the a... only difference for me when i had depression i hated myself when i had anxiety i didn't hate myself i was just like stop acting so weird. yeah you know so i think for me this sounds horrible i i choose anxiety over depression i think yeah any day. It probably is a lesser of the two evils but they're both horrible they're both yeah really i mean stressful. yeah there's it's they're definitely – it's such a spectrum, too. I just feel like, like with depression, it feels more inward. Like, it feels more like it's your fault, whereas mm-hmm. anxiety, it feels more like it's, it's yeah. nothing, something else. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's hard because, like, there are, there are people who have such bad anxiety to the point where they want to die. Right. And yeah. See, like, that is, or like, they can't so leave the house. Yeah. And I, and I remember I couldn't leave my apartment, and, like, my quality of life was obviously lowered. But yeah. because it's, like, I don't – feel like that was me because it, yeah. so, it was like two or three years ago i'm almost like okay you know what this is pretty easy to handle but yeah. I'm like if i had to go through yeah if you're in the depths top, of it that summer remember like i wouldn't leave i mean you were depressed so you probably don't remember i don't remember <laughs> anything about that <laughs> like, summer no, I was yeah but, like, I, I literally just was like i'm just gonna stay in bed all day because yeah. i don't want to deal with the outside world and and sometimes i still do that like going out to dinner at nighttime and going out to clubs and things Going, I was telling this to my friend. She was just visiting, and she was like, let's do dinner and stuff. And I was like, I don't know how to explain this to you, but it gives me anxiety because I feel like at nighttime, like, I just want to be in my bed. Like, yeah. I don't want to be in Because you also, like, know that if you go out, you'll be like, I wish I was home. Home. Yeah. It's like a, like a tiny form of agoraphobia or something. Yeah. Like, I feel like I can relate to that, though. Like, right? I get... And it's like you don't you know that if you go out you're gonna put on this front that you yeah. are like pretending to enjoy yourself and really you don't want to be there and you don't want to offend anyone yeah. for that either because it's not about them it's or like just, bring it's down the mood you. like you're like I like I feel like it's like you feel trapped and yeah like, I don't want to feel that way right yeah. yeah so you guys are into acting I am yes. too but, oh um, awesome yeah so I'm That's curious really cool. I wonder if the reason why we all like acting so much, I've thought about this a lot, is yeah. because it's like an escape from being I think, yourself. I think so, well, 100%. For, 
for me, wait, you guys, because you guys seem like well, on the I same think, wavelength I think before. I for me, acting, I feel like a lot of my life, I either talk too much or I don't talk enough. So yeah. I feel like there's a lot of me inside that I don't really ever get the chance to express. Or I'm either expressing it too much and I can't really appreciate it or no one else can either. Because right. like, please stop talking. Um, <laughs> me. But like, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no, seriously. But, like, <laughs> it's one of those things where I feel like when I act and when I write, I'm really just being like, this is me. Like, right. Everything I've always wanted to show and express about myself is me. So it, yeah. it's an escape from the It's like the a free space for you to do that. In. Right. Yeah, if that yeah. makes sense. It's like... And you feel the same way? Almost. Yeah. yeah, I do. I feel like it's it's just a way to I mean, especially like if I was having a bad day or something was going on, it was a really great way to just like shut off mm, from right. from all of that for however long and then be someone completely else. Completely be someone else. Yeah. yeah. And it's the weirdest thing ever. And it's probably a little crazy, but it is, no, it's but like, it's, it's, it's such it's, a cool It's almost feeling. like a survival yeah. tactic. You but know? I, I remember, I think it was um, Kristen Stewart who said a quote that said, like, when I act, I don't want to hide. I want people to see me. Yeah. And, like, that was something I related to because it's, like, all these fears, like, this fear, the jealousy, the the self-hatred. It's, like, those, when you're acting, you're supposed to hate yourself as a character. Yeah. Suppo- it's like you get to use those things that have hindered you all your life right. and let them shine. Right. And you're like, you can see me through the eyes of this other character yeah. because, yeah. like, this is how much is inside me. But, like, mm-hmm. when right. you're yourself and you're just being yeah, you, like then it's cool. like, maybe it's, don't look yeah. at me right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, for me, and I remember early on I had a drama teacher, like, point this out to, I was, like, 12 maybe, for me, like, and this goes back to what I was saying about how I couldn't really show emotions growing up or else it was going to be labeled as, like, yeah. a disorder, like, a problem. It was, like, a really safe environment for me to express myself yeah. and show emotions and be emotional. And, like, that's why I was always drawn when I was younger to, like, the emotional characters and things like that because it was a, f- a safe space where I could kind of let those emotions out and it would be celebrated rather yeah. than, like, um, criticize. But also, I'm, like, a very... I wouldn't say insecure, just because of my eating issues, whatever, I've always been, like, very, like, inward, so yeah. it allows me to be very outwards. It's almost like being drunk. Yeah, it's like yeah. all of your inhibitions are gone, and you just got to have fun and yeah. do whatever comes to mind, so there's, like, that element. And it's weird, because I know I struggled with this for a, a while that I didn't even realize is, like, I had, like, a third eye watching myself when I would be acting, oh, and, yeah. I, and I would be, like, judging myself. Like, self-aware. And you're, like, like, listening to yourself. Yeah. And you're worried about what other people are going to think of right. you and how you look. And then once you get over that and realize, like, it literally doesn't matter because yeah. they just – you're going to be a horrible actor if you're constantly worrying oh, about yeah. that. Yeah, if you're holding back. Right. Then, and they want you to Then do you're better. It. Yeah. They exactly. want you to There's do this quote I remember. It says, like, if you're feeling embarrassed while you're acting, you're probably doing something right, which I yeah. love because it's, like, you know, it's that second right. where you feel like, oh, is this too much? Or, like, oh, I'm starting to feel like I should hold back is when you should do the opposite, right. you know? And that's you when you get your best work. just let it all work. out there. That's who the best actors are, too. Exactly. You're always, like – and I'm always in awe of when I watch them and I'm, like, God, they're really just letting it all out right? there and they don't care. Did you see um, Beautiful Boy with Timothy Chalamet? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Well, that was – he was really good in that, but – this. He lets it all hang out. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. the best thing. So he's so I good. feel like, especially with acting, like, I hate the idea of rehearsal. I hate the idea of talking about a scene. I'm like, please, I'm like one of those people, I'm like, I'm not going to do it unless I have to. So, right. like, give, just say action. I promise I'll give you exactly what you yeah. need. But I can't do it more than that. Yeah. Because I'm too embarrassed. Like, I'm too embarrassed to be vulnerable until the moment I have right, to be. Right, like, give yeah. me the direction, but yeah. don't make me, like, dwell Rehearse on it, it for so long. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I promise I'll give you what you want. Just, like, please do not make me do it 
twice. And the yeah. best things come like like A Star Is Born. He Bradley Cooper directed it and didn't didn't I heard he didn't require any or he didn't allow any um, rehearsals. I that's love that. kind of awesome. So that's why the smart. conversation felt really real because yeah. they like messed up their lines, which yeah, is like yeah. and why it seemed really like she would be like frantic and mm. things like that. He's like, if you forget your lines, just talk to me. Right. And I love that. Yeah. It's really cool. But I always found it to be, like, really – I always felt better after go, doing an acting lesson or class or anything about, like, my day would just feel better, just like going to therapy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think I feel that way with writing, too. I feel like I learn the most about myself through writing. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. after I write a script and I look back on it two years later, I'm like, wow, I was, like, on to something about myself that I didn't even realize. Yeah. yeah right writing now. is very, like – it reveals so much about you. It really so does. So much is yeah. so subconscious. Like writing yeah. your voice, it's so subconscious because you're like, oh, I'm just writing a story about this girl in this small town. And then you're like, wait, that small town was a town I grew up in. And yeah. like that girl was like, you know. Just yeah. even like deeper than that, though. It's like, yeah, that was a bad themes. example. But... <laughs> no, I know, I know. I know you know what I mean, too. But like, I don't know. Like, I think writing has been more therapeutic. I think, I think. I don't know. I think both writing and acting are a way for me to learn more about myself. Yeah. I think they're kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. Like, I, I feel like so if too. you are acting, you should probably be writing, too. Yeah. 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 And, like, constantly But it's cool that you do acting creating. and this. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that's amazing. It's helpful. Each other. Yeah. I mean, I, I started doing this and then realized I, – I, it, it's weird. It helps one, one and another. But yeah. I felt I felt like I was really um, – there was a point where I was just like, what am I doing? And yeah. like acting, even acting, I was like stunted. I like didn't really know what to do. And then yeah, I was so like, weird. I need to be doing something that like makes me happy. Yeah. But yeah. also. Mm-hmm. That's like, like writing for Yeah. Us. Like I love acting still, but I also love doing something that gives back. And it's sort of like, th- yeah. I think that's why I like acting so much because it is almost like you're not being yourself. So you're almost like giving something to someone and like even making for a them movie. to identify with yeah. right and see them it's all about making people feel it's like less volunteering alone. Yeah. yeah no it is <laughs> but even like this like writing is about making people feel less alone acting is about making people feel less alone like headcase this is yeah. all about making people feel less alone it's just about making people feel like whatever they are going through is not specific to them and that like yeah it's, they're you not can alone talk about it because so many people go through right it. and it's so it's like it's so humanizing. It's really mm. cool. And they always say the universal's in the specific. That's mm-hmm. what they say for screenwriting. So it's like, you know, it's like you have people coming on, you're telling their specific stories that, like, Feel universal, if you look at it yeah. too literally, it might not relate to anyone but them. But, like, on a grand scheme, like, everyone can relate to or know someone that it relates has, to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love the, my favorite movies are the ones where that are, like, the most simple stories. Right. Mm-hmm. That, like, you look at and you're like, well, that, w-. and I think most people like that stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. why people love Friends and Seinfeld. And mm. I mean, that's why Lady Bird was such a big yeah. movie. It's mm. like these tiny situations, like a little dynamic and the mother daughter relationship or yeah, whatever. Yeah, everyone is. can relate to. Yeah. yeah. And anytime I go in to write a script, like, I'm always like, what is a problem in my life that I'd like to address in this script that I feel like can make people feel less alone if they relate to it? Yeah. So before I do any script, I'm always like, I need to find my way in because through this, other people will find their way And in. it helps you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing. Like, so I, what I've realized is writing is a really good way for me to come to terms with things. And mm-hmm. after that summer of depression and that breakup and everything, 
I knew I wanted to write a script, but every time I wanted to write it, it was too close to home. Like, it was too soon. And I finally got the guts to write this story. And I was really nervous to write it. And I was like, this is something I have to do. I want people, I want to tell a story that shows what it's really like to have depression and not what it's like like to have depression as it is in some right. there were air quotes sorry I forgot this was like a <laughs> podcast <laughs> um, and um, and yeah it was the script made semi-finals at the Academy Award Nichols script competition which is like the biggest script competition ever and it was crazy because I had written so much before that but this was the only script that came from not your, only like your truth yeah my yeah. truth and I was like this is something I wanted to share with people and like it was so specific and based off of so much of my real life and it ended up getting that recognition and I was like that makes sense you know yeah because I, I it was something so specific it's so it, real yeah it connected with someone you can't not like accept it because it literally is right real. it happened yeah. yeah so I was I was really proud of myself for that one because I was like I'm glad I wrote my truth and yeah it paid off you know that's amazing yeah congrats thank you so you guys are pretty active on social media too mm-hmm. so how has that helped how has that been for you well, I'm taking I'm taking a break yeah. in March. I did a poll like, should I take a break? I and did vote. Said, you should take a yeah, break. I yeah, that. yeah, I appreciated that. Thank you. <laughs> I took one for like yeah. eight months. It was oh, great. eight months. Yeah, because I feel During like I'm just like oh, that smart. makes sense. <laughs> I feel like I just sometimes I'm like never really in the moment because I'm always trying to take pictures and stuff. It has less to do with me though. Like I know a lot of people feel like insecure following certain people. Like I don't feel that. I just feel like I want to see what it's like to not always have that on my brain. But other than that, I, I enjoy it. I think it's fun. I think it from a filmmaking perspective, which sounds super like pompous, but like it seems fun to create like an I like a almost a persona. like, like, yeah, a persona, yeah. like yeah. an image. Like that to me It's like a brand. A yeah. brand, yeah, yeah. That sounds fun. But also like I don't take it's it too seriously. I don't care. I almost don't want to do it a lot of the time. Like I yeah. don't think it's worth it. Like it just feels stupid, and like it can the be a big distraction. Yeah. yeah, like th- like you have a head case, like Instagram, like that makes sense. Like you need you want to spread the word and stuff, but it's like, who, what are we promoting us? Like yeah. it just sometimes feels very stupid, but other times I love it. And yeah, we get to collaborate with companies, and, and we do get to like talk about mental illness. Illness, and stuff. like we have like that yeah. Platform. There's so many. It's yeah. like a necessary evil. Yeah, I always exactly. say like it's really like it's so interesting. I mean, I I definitely after taking a break from it realized so many things about myself yeah more so after being in this generation we're in with social media I being so crazy so yeah and then yeah. when you're off of it you're like at first you're like going to go yeah, into going the app phone. every day yeah. it's like yeah. subconscious it's and then so when you're not you're like i don't care yeah <laughs> and, then, and especially without instagram it's like you don't really people are always on their phone but i'm like it's mainly because of instagram yeah, yeah. people will be you with know? you on scrolling on instagram and you're like can you just look at me like, yeah i'm trying to talk to you yeah but do you feel like because i feel like first it was the vegan thing then we were like oh we want to get our blog out then it stopped being about the vegan thing and then it started being okay we're actors we need to put ourselves out there mm-hmm. and so now our kind of account is so like if casting directors because they now ask for like your but instagram i think it's handle. more than that but i mean like do you ever feel like as an actor it's like you have to have an account like i feel like i have to i mean i started modeling in new york and everything so that was part of it it, it, it i mean that's i i mean it's like part i of think the game if you're almost. good at like networking yourself and getting these relationships then maybe you don't need it right i think it's crazy how many times i've been asked for my Instagram handle yep. rather than my yeah. phone number no, or same. email. Exactly. But you really have to like 
just balance it the right way. I mean, yeah. ideally, everyone would be like Jennifer Lawrence and like just be, yeah, just not have be one. her status yeah. and like not have to have yeah, one. Yeah, 100%. Right. Um, but you do need one. Like, yeah. When you're, up, you're trying to get your face out there. Yeah, I mean, you want – and like there is a sense where people maybe will – if they can relate to you more and they're like, oh, this girl is so relatable. Like, I follow right. her on Instagram and they send them over to this right. person. There's all these mysterious ways that mm. you get, like, more connections Noticed. and discovered mm. by people. Right. I mean, I've definitely met a million people through social media that's, Say, like, yeah. so super beneficial. Right. But it's also, like, it once wasn't there. So we – it's definitely possible without it. Right. It's just a lot harder now that it's just so It's so, much like, in ingrained face. into, like, like I was, how it works. I was telling her, like, I take photos now on – I was looking through my camera roll, and I thought, well, I don't really have a lot of photos. I used to take photos all the time. Like, where are all my photos? And I was like, like, they're on Instagram. Yeah. They're on Insta story. Like, everything's a boomerang. And I'm like, in 50 years, I can't show my kids a boomerang. Like, that might not even work then. So I'm like, I'm literally just taking photos for Insta story. Save your photos on, like, a hard drive because it's, like, And they're all, like, Insta story format. And it's, like, this is never going to make With, like, the Insta story letters on them. And, like, the geotags. Like, you're going to show your – like, I I had a little fling in Australia with this guy – and I hate myself for this. The only photo I have with him, I have the dog filter on. It's not even on him. Uh, like, I have it on me. And I'm like, I can't even show this photo to yeah, people. Yeah, like it's like a reality years. check. Yeah. It's you so really lame. have to like – that's the thing is like I was – I'm curious like what people would do if Instagram just shut down one day. I, I've actually thought about that too. Yeah. It's so funny. I think I'd feel so free, honestly. I do too, personally. <laughs> I so but free. I think like – People would have no people careers. No, no jobs. People oh, would lose their careers. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, think about all the people not only who are influencers and yeah. that's their career, but the people who are social media advisors and, yeah. like, managers well, and even photo like editors and Companies like that. that, like, for launches of products are posts on Instagram to, yeah. talk, to, to reach the masses. And it's like, what do they have to start doing commercials now? Right. I like, mean, it's, it's really interesting how – I think, like, for bloggers and influencers specifically, like, Instagram is such a big vehicle for them. Right. But – but there was that window before Instagram started where these bloggers got in. And those are basically the the influencers who are super, top super ones. top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the blonde So salad. I think they would, like, survive because they yeah. have these, like, that's really so flourished Well, that's what I always think things. is, yeah. I'm like, if, if Instagram ever goes out of style, like, our blog, That Vegan Life Show, like – that the actual dot com like that's still gonna keep yeah. going. And that yeah. was our original intent with the whole Instagram anyway, which was to spread a positive message about veganism. So I'm like not too worried, right? You know? I mean, it's also interesting because I feel like Instagram's taken away from like, actual blogs. Oh yeah, oh, and just yeah. like people, people, people just want to see quick stuff. No one yeah. wants to read anything. They want immediate you know? satisfaction. Yeah, and these people, instant. Like these, <laughs> literally, we met this. We went to this Team Vogue summit, which was so dumb. Although we did get to see Hillary Clinton talk, that which was, was like cool. gold. Oh, that's but cool. yeah. it was very cool. But um, this girl had this makeup account. Um, she was really sweet, um, but she looked entirely different. Everyone looks really? different from, from her, her but like, but like crazy we know different. These, I'm not going to say names, but we know these two girls who are huge on Instagram. Like, they have almost a million Instagram followers. Oh, they're they look, friends with, like, the Kardashians? Talking about those? Yeah. Yeah. And they, like, have look gorgeous on their page. In person, they are ratchet as fuck. Like, really? they're And they're not nice. Like, they're, they're not really, cool. They're not nice. They just, they're really not cute Social in person. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. Like, People have no idea. Like, yeah. yeah, it's all a lie. And these people, and even we look a little more ratchet in person. Like everyone looks everyone a little does. more oh, ratchet in person. Sure. You know, but like it's one of those things where it's like, 
there was a quote that was like, Instagram's making mediocre people really special. And I'm like, it's true. Like, these people are so random and they don't really. It's like, stop making stupid stop people making famous. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you're <laughs> making them famous for no reason. People are going to these people for advice. And I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Like, these people are so random. It's like people going on reality TV now to become more famous on, on Instagram. Instagram. Wait, you yeah. know what's crazy is one time I thought about that. I was like, should I go on reality TV yeah. and get more followers? To like boost your career. Yeah. It sadly does. But it like, does. That's it's the thing. Like, like, you always see the people from The Bachelor and like after their episodes they're yeah, all influencers so now. Even like America's Next Time Model, I'm like, you don't even need to win anymore. You should yeah. be on the show and you'll get like a bunch of followers. Yeah. I, I and then start your own girls. company. Literally. I saw a girl from America's Next Time Model at a casting call. Oh, yeah. Really? She was as mean as she was on the show. Really? Yeah. What was her? At least she's being truthful. Yeah. <laughs> she was so bitchy and I was like, "Oh, I remember you." Wow. I mean, it is true like a lot of these people are it just put on this whole they're front so and then are just so awful well, off camera. They're just horrible. So, like what I don't like about it is that like they're random. Like yeah. they're so random. They're like girls you have lip fillers and I'm like and you have like 800 followers. I'm like, "Go you, like all the power to you." But like people are like you they act like they're God. God. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is this? Like, how did these? And it's funny because Andy Warhol like kind of predicted that. Yeah. And it's and it's like cool that in a way that you could really make something of yourself from nothing. Yeah. Right. Like, that part is. But cool. also, why? Like, not enough people do things for the reasons that yeah. they should. Like, there there's well, no like, like real thing behind it. The standards of beauty, aside from like being, you know, we're all actors. There's pressure to be a certain, like, weight and, like, whatever, that whole yeah. thing. But aside from that, it's, like, there is this ideal of beauty that's now become the ideal, which is, like, the Instagram face, which yeah. is, like, the high-cheek, but contoured, like, very tiny nose, like, huge-ass lips, like, fake boobs and fake butt. And it's weird because then I start thinking, like, I was talking to Bella. I was, like, should we get our lips done? Like, should we get a nose job? And she's, like, that if you want to look like an Instagram star, but to be an actress, you don't need any of that yeah. done. It's crazy. Girl. It's like Hollywood star, yeah. Instagram star. Yeah. Instagram star is so different. Yeah. These thing. people would look, like if you see, if you ever see Kylie Jenner and like I actually like Kylie Jenner whatever, like young businesswoman, whatever, but I'm like, I do too, yeah. 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 Like I, I appreciate the fact that she's a woman and like making moves even though she may have gotten help, but like if she ever became an actress, her face would translate so strangely. In yeah. Movie. She, who would she even, what character would she play with right. that face? And I'm not like judging her face like she can do whatever she wants and look however she wants but I was like trying to explain that to her like it doesn't this, translate yeah. well to what for what we want to right. do like it's, it's, it works for some people it doesn't for it others for, like, it truly only works for photos right like you can't yeah. you just can't like become this other person just to fit like a, right. a, like a, a, a yeah. standard an and yeah. if it's weird it's just an app that's what I'm saying it's just yeah. like and the poor girls who already look like that naturally like are like right. well now everyone fucking looks Wait, like so me many, this that's is, like us with the butts this is kind of gross but someone one time told me that Lip fillers look like vaginas on people's faces, and I have not been able to look. Oh at my any god! Differently. Yeah, it's- because no one knows how to even. No one can do anything in in small doses. It's kind of like yeah, everyone loves the like weird androgynous like alternative like that's like yeah. The, the that's younger why I think generation it's, like, cool thing. that they like Billie Eilish. Yeah, Billie she's Eilish badass. doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she's so like I wish I had someone like that growing yeah. up to look up to. Yeah, like she's so vocal about mental illness and. And like, her she voice is amazing. Like, her music's yeah. amazing. Oh, she's really she, good, yeah. She, yeah, I like her style a lot, too. Well, guys, thank you so much for of coming course. on. Thank, thank you, you for, for having us. us. Sorry if we rambled on about, like, the most random No, no I know, we perfect. tend to do that. I loved it. <laughs> okay. um, you guys should definitely come back when you're back in the city. Oh, yeah, of course. We'd love to. Yeah. Um, so give the audience your all your social media handles so they can follow you. 
on <laughs> jumping off of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Social media. Our Instagram is West Coast Twins, although all the T's are supposed to be there. There's no sharing of T's in Coast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just people get very up West Coast Twins. Yeah. yeah um, and then our like vegan food and lifestyle blog is just www.thatveganlifedo.com and it's doe, D-O-E. And um, that's, pretty, that's pretty much it. I mean, you're like, if you want my personal, you know, I like what? Was, what was that yeah, sign we'll about? Just, we'll I'll tag you. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have IMDb pages. Yeah, you want to check those out. Oh, I have a website. It's like an acting website. Mine's yeah. under Isabella. Mine as well. It's www.oliviacohen.me. If you want to check out my reel, amazing. Isabella. Cohen dot me, but we're working on our reels right now, so maybe don't check it out right now. Yeah, wait. That's a bit. amazing. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you guys. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. 